This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Busy here today. It's a busy day today. So, we've had an email come in from Katie. Hello Katie. Katie would like to know about the best way to socialise her new dog. Ah, okay, cool. Good one. Number one, do it. Big fan of socialising. Very important step. Can I jump in? Of course you can. What What, is it? What is (laughs) socialising? I mean, obviously I know what yeah, socialising yeah. is and we've got the social networks and all that sort of stuff and I'm sure we're not talking about dogs going on Facebook. So let's actually go with the uh, what socialisation isn't. It's not letting your dog run around, go and meet as many people as it can, have lots of fun, go and play with other dogs. That's teaching your dog to be friendly, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but that's not necessarily teaching them how to be social because social and friendly are two very separate things. For example... If you and I have never met, for example, and this is our very first meeting, we would be like, hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. My name is Russell. Shake hands. There'd be some social distance between us. We'd probably have eye contact. To be fair, right now. Right, yeah, right now, probably even fist bump or elbow bump. But that would be socially acceptable. If this was the first time we'd ever met, and I jumped into your arms, I gave you a big squeezy hug, seven kisses, ruffled your hair, span you around a couple of times, what would you think? I wouldn't be very happy, and yeah, I feel that you'd be invading my personal space. Yeah, that'd be a little, whoa. Now, if we're best friends for 20 years, which we have been, I can get away with that, to a degree. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, obviously, the longer you know someone, the more you can get away with. But that initial bit, you've got to be fairly socially respectful. It is exactly the same for your dog. And we're talking dog on dog here. And dogs with other people. Because I know that something's going to come up in this podcast, which is one of your pet hates. Yeah, quite possibly, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just about your dog meeting other dogs, although yes, that's obviously a big part of it, but your dog in any social setting. So if you want your dog to be socialized, it means that you can take them somewhere that's busy with other people, with traffic, with dogs, with whatever going on around it, and your dog can just be, yep, cool, whatever, I'm hanging with my owner, and be calm and cool, and not wanting to sort of lunge at the least, oh, I've got to jump on them, or I've got to bark at them, or I've got to chase that. They might be doing it with the most friendly intentions going, and that's all very well and good, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're acting socially. The The flip side to this is, and yes, my pet hate, as we've discussed, is when I'm out with my dog going for a walk, I've got a dog charging towards me at a thousand miles an hour, an owner way behind saying, it's okay, he's friendly, and it drives me crazy because my response is always, what if my dog isn't? I'll jump in here, and I'm with you on this one, because if I let my two children run over to someone who sat down on the beach, on the, on the mat, just enjoying their day, eating their yep. sandwich. And they start and kicking my, sand yeah, all over kicking them. sand or jumping or come, giving them a nudges or trying to lick their knee. Those people are going to go absolutely crazy at me. Apoplectic. Or scream at my kids. Yeah. But if a dog does it, it's fine. Well, it's, no, it's I, not. I know it's not fine, but... Yeah. If, if, but I know I, you, you're absolutely right with the point. And people say to me, well, you know, you're, I mean, look, I am, I'm a dog lover. I love dogs. I love going to the beach and, and playing, running with dogs and all of that. But if I'm down there at the beach, either with my dog or just you know, with, with friends and what have you, and someone else's dog is jumping up all over me, that winds me up. Well, you're a dog lover. You should like that sort of stuff. No, 
I don't like an out of control dog any more than I like an out of control child. I'll have to say, listener, I've known Russell for yeah almost yeah. twenty years, yeah. and I can see his eyes right now. Yeah. And he trust means me, this. Yeah. I don't see those eyes very often, but when <laughs> I do, I know. Yeah, yeah. And I would back off. Yeah. So in terms of yes, I want my dog to be socialized, but that means introducing them to a variety of different social and environmental settings in a way that I can control, in a way that is comfortable and rewarding for my dog. And we do mention the beach a lot, but coffee shops are a big place as well to bring dogs. Essentially, look, if you're getting a dog into your life, the dog has to buy into your lifestyle. It's not the other, you can't change your lifestyle because of your dog. It's the other way around. So if you're the sort of person that likes to go out to coffee shops, go to the beach, go to parks, go for hikes, go to the pub, wherever, and you want your dog to be part of that, then you have to work that process. Because if you don't, it's, it's just not going to end well. So how does the process work? In terms of socializing? Yes. So yeah, okay. So again, using the, the beach analogy because just of w- where we happen to be, I want to go to the beach a lot with my dog. But there's a big difference between I'm going to go and meet my friends at the beach and hang out and take my dog versus I'm going to take my dog to the beach and work with him. And I might see my friends when I'm down there. One of those puts the dog first. And that's the bit you have to do. Because here's the thing. If I just arrange to meet my friends at the beach, I'm going to hang out and have some fun, play some frisbee, and I take my puppy with me. Either my puppy's just going to be running around, chasing and jumping, learning bad habits that I'm going to have to undo at some point. But what if my dog is actually quite scared? And people are trying to run up and pet my dog, and my dog's now running away from people. So it's just, there's too much going on. It's too stimulating one way or another for my dog. I need to be in a position where my dog is comfortable, engaged with me, not everyone else, and I can reward him accordingly. One of the small things that we haven't touched on in terms of sort of general socializing, the window of opportunity for genuine socialization is very short and it's very early, sort of between sort of 12, 6 to 12 weeks of puppyhood. Oh, wow. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now bear in mind, most puppies only go to their new houses 8 to 10 weeks. So it's a super, super short window. Now, I could go, I could beat the drum about using the right breeder and making sure that they're doing all the things that they should be doing with puppies, but that's for another podcast. In terms of when they come to you, you have to pick up the baton pretty quickly. Now, there's an obvious caveat with this. Most vets will tell you, do not take your puppy out anywhere until they've had their full rounds of vaccinations, you know, months, weeks and months down the line. Now, I understand the trade-off here. Taking an unvaccinated puppy out into the real world carries with it risk. They're unvaccinated versus waiting until they've had all their jabs. And we're not going to get on the whole vaccination, no, no, yeah, 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 anti-vaccination yeah, yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah. are we? No, not okay, at all. Okay, good. Um, but in terms of, for me, the value and the benefit of taking my dog out and about at an early, early age in a controlled setting far outweighs the reasonably minimal risk of them contracting something like parvo or distemper, some other bugs that they haven't been fully vaccinated for as yet. Now, someone like going to the beach or playing in a field where the cows have been roaming, running up and down the, the, the street and playing with other street dogs and rubbish, I probably wouldn't let my young dog do that. But if I'm going to a relatively clean area or a clean open space where we, I, I know I can control my environment, then yes, I'm happy to do that. I would take my dog to a cafe. I would take my dog to the beach. I would take my dog to these different places to work with them, even though they haven't been fully vaccinated yet. Now, I've got a little puppy. I yes. haven't. This is a, a story. Yep. Just to get a question uh, or get you to answer a question. When I take my little puppy to the coffee shop, 
to go and have a coffee and get her socialized. But everyone wants to say hello and everyone wants yeah, to speak sure. to her and everyone wants to touch her. What do we do with that? No, leave her alone. And it's, that's it's, where it's, you, it's uh, as simple uh, as that. Oh, uh, but yeah, but I feel so bad. I just want to pet her. Yeah, but whose dog is it? Is it yours or theirs? Because ultimately, you are the one that will bear the responsibility later in life. If you allow people now, and it's, it's one, there's, and there's a, a caveat here with, you know, whether it's small dogs and large dogs. It's one thing when there's a young, cute puppy jumping on, oh, he's just so cute, he's amazing, oh, he's lovely, versus I've now got a 40-kilo Rottweiler jumping on me. The dog doesn't know the difference. Either jumping up is rewarding and fun, or it's not. So people do want to come up and pet your puppy and say, oh, I want to go. Just say no. I'm sorry, my dog bites. And this is also in terms of if I'm going to a coffee shop to meet a friend and have a chat and sit down and have coffees, I'm putting myself in a difficult position because if it's too much for my dog and it's too busy, there's too much going on, I can't get myself out of that situation. But do you not want your dog to be socialized with people? I do. So I would go to that coffee shop, but in my mind, I'm thinking my priority here is to socialize my puppy. So yeah, I might order a coffee and I'm going to sit down and work with my dog. If it's just too busy and too hectic and my, it's not working for my dog, I'll leave straight away. Can't do if I've arranged to meet a bunch of people there. But when you say working with your dog, we're going to a coffee shop. Or I'm so going to go I would to- have some treats with me and we've discussed about having sort of food rewards in, in previous podcasts. So for example, we're in a coffee shop. I'm there with my puppy. I would just be Pez dispensing them for in, engaging with me, sitting on the floor calmly by my feet, have a treat. You're the best dog in the world. People walking by, they're looking at the waiter walking past. I'm like, hey, Rover, look at me. They look at me. They get a treat. So with all of this traffic of people walking by and the clatter of cutlery and the sounds of different people talking, if I just sit by your feet, you just give me lots of good treats. That's pretty really easy. I can do that all day. You're a very confident young man. Thank you for the young. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. You can quite happily turn around to someone and say, hey, no, I'm... Sorry, I'm training my dog. Please leave her alone. Yeah. And yeah. you've even done that. I mean, I've been out with you and I've seen you out. I can and be rude to people. Me, and you've told me... You yeah. haven't been rude to me. Obviously, you've been very polite. No, I, look, I but will, you hands would, up. I, I can and I have been rude to people. The quirky thing here is, and I'm like, look, I'm not being funny, but um, if you were out with your two-month-old baby and someone just comes running up and gets all handsy with them and picks them up and just, oh, you're just... As a parent, that's you just don't do that. So why would it be any different with a dog? And equally, when it comes to you know teaching the dog the right thing, I want the dog to learn that just because people approach, that doesn't mean you're allowed to approach them and jump all over them. It means look at me and see what happens to happen next. In the same way, you're walking down the street with your kids. On the other side of the road is their best friend. Are they allowed to just run across the road to go and say hi? No. Hey, mom, dad, can I go see my buddy? It has to happen that way. Otherwise anything can happen and it'll be the wrong thing that happens okay so we're going to start with just gradually yes. taking the dog out yep i'll go and different and places different place go to the vet even it doesn't have to be your vet if there's a veterinary place near your house use it just take your dog there sit in the waiting room for all of a minute and a half give them lots of treats go home but if you've done that a whole bunch of times then every time the dog goes there, it's like, oh, that was that. Nothing really happened. We just sat down and we just got treats. It was all fairly easy going. It's about building pictures for the dog that they recognise that were rewarding and positive. But Russell, Katie doesn't have the time to do this. No, really good question. Really good point. And my caveat with that is, if you don't have the time to do it, when you're asking me what sort of dog should I get, forgive me, but get a stuffed animal. Because if you don't have the time. 
you're not going to get the outcome that you want. Can I just cover your back for an insurance purposes? We're not saying go and stuff a animal. <laughs> We're talking about a toy animal a toy from animal, a toy yeah. shop. Yeah. I just wanted to just get that <laughs> yeah. out there, just in case. You never no, know. No, you never know. I mean, people would often say, well, I'll get two dogs because, you know, I don't have the time. At least they've got, you know, they, they can engage and entertain themselves. I understand the thought process. But you're not looking big picture. You're not thinking further down the line with that. And we had done a, a podcast Correct, on yeah, yeah. get two or one dog, which I was really surprised with your answer. So yeah, I think always get the one. So let's get back to the the socialization. Sure. So you you, you started off. You you've done it nice. You've taken your time. You've gone to certain places. What's the next step? The next step is always I'm reading the dog in front of me, and if I've been to certain places, if I feel that my dog, if I can see my dog is anxious or scared or overwhelmed, I will remove them immediately from that situation regardless of what it is, whether it's I've gone to a coffee shop or I've turned on the hoover at home. If they're not comfortable, we back out. And I will reintroduce that stimulus at a later stage, but in a calmer, quieter, easier, more distant way. So I can slowly build them up to, oh, that sound, or oh, that place, or those people. Oh, I don't have to worry about that. Mum and dad seem very cool about it. And me just hanging with them and engaging with them is very cool and rewarding. So I've been to a, a socialization class with you, yep, and I'm sure you only invited me because you wanted my kids to be there 100%. because you were, you were social. Ninety nine percent. You were you were helping um, someone socialise their dog. Yeah, is that something that people should do? But I, I'm assuming not in the coffee shop. So yes and no, and again, this will depend on you know the the levels of your dog. In terms of, I want young puppies to meet at least a hundred people ASAP. Different people, tall, short, fat, wide, skinny, long hair, short hair, glasses, hats, whatever. Motorbike helmets, big sun hats. I wanted to see all of these amazing different pictures, but in a calm, controlled, rewarding way for the dog. And it's not about having those people come up and pet and play with my dog. It's just be there. Let my dog come up to you if they want to. Have a little sniff. And then I can call my, hey, Rover, come back to me. So I'm the fun one. I'm the rewarding one, not the strange person. And I was just going to say, so the strange person just kind of stands there. Do they pet the dog or nope. not pet the dog? Just in the beginning stage, they're just a post. And I will send my dog up to all of these different posts to have a sniff and learn that, you know what? People in public are just boring. Nothing bad happens. Nothing good happens. If I go back to mom and dad, they are the font of fun. There's treats and love and engagement. Slowly over time, when my dog's worked out that, yeah, everyone's boring and they're not so bothered about people, then, yeah, I can up the ante. I can say, hey, Jay, can you do me a favor? Can you just very gently put your hand down and, and pet my puppy? So now my puppy that's been ignoring you up until now, you're giving a little tickle behind the ear. But when I say, hey, Rover, come back to me, he's much more likely to leave you because, oh, if I go back to that, I get these treats and fun again. And we just slowly build up from there. But that's just teaching my dog that I can, regardless of social setting, I can just be calm and disengaging. The next part of this is very quickly is, well, hang on a minute. I want my dog to go and play. I want my dog to go and play with other people and play with other dogs. Two things with that. Number one, what if your dog doesn't? I'm oh, sorry, wait uh, yeah, for an answer. Yeah. Uh, what if your dog doesn't want to play with other dogs? You have to be respectful of that. I don't know, Russell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you put me on the spot then. Yeah. I wasn't ready for it. Um, um, I don't fair, know, Russell. I'm fairly confident a lot of listeners might be put on the spot with that. Well, what do you mean? All dogs like to play with other dogs. No, they don't. Some do. Some don't. The second part of that is, and this is mostly for the ones that do want to go and play with other people and other dogs, it has to come through you. And any parent listening to this will appreciate that. It's not that your kids just get to go run out the door and play with whoever they want, whenever they want, for as long as they want. There are rules and 
regulations that they've got to follow. Hey, mum, can I go and play? No, sorry, I need you to stay home. Or, yeah, sure, of course you can. Knock yourself out. You know, be home by seven or whatever it is. And if I haven't done the work with my puppy or my dog to show them how that works, I'm just teaching them to be unruly. And you do run socialization classes at Canine yes. Point Academy. And as I said, I've, I've been to one of them. They're quite good as well because not only do you learn from you, the expert, mm-hmm. but also you get to meet people that then, once you've all socialized, it makes going out for walks more fun as well. It does. And also, you tend to find you get little groups of people together. that, uh, And we, we do have a giggle about this because I, I sort of hear from different people. So I get some clients come in for a class. I go through all the spiel with them. They will go out together for a walk because they're all trying to do the right thing and operate together yeah they'll crack some jokes they well, you know it's a good thing russell can't see this and all of that and i'm, I'm cool but that that's that's part of the part of the fun but there's a core group of people there that's the important part that are at very least trying to do the right things so when they come across other strangers and you made the point a second ago i'm quite confident if it's just me and my dog and people come over i'll tell you to go away i appreciate from the average person average owner they they might feel uncomfortable doing that but if there's two or three of you together walking your dogs and trying to have a socializing session and there's now a, th- a fourth person in the mix, you've got a safety number to say, hey, sorry, we're just working together. Please leave us alone. There you go. Socialization in a nutshell. In a, I mean, I could go on about this for hours and hours and hours, which would bore the pants off most people. But if anyone's got any specific questions of things that we've covered, feel free to email. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, bye. Cheers, bye. bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. Barkcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.